this is TJ Talks. Listen at your own risk. The recording is on. <laughs> All right. This, this is crazy stuff. I know. It's not. This whole topic is not going to. It doesn't mirror what I'm feeling right now. I'm not feeling lazy. I know. Well, all right. Welcome to TJ Talks. I am Jed, and here is... I'm Teresa. Woohoo! All right. And we are in good stead today, even with a catastrophic computer conundrum. That's right. But it did not hold us down. It did not. And... Uh, didn't even cost you $850 to go buy a new computer. No, let's put the onus where it belongs. You saved me $850 because you said, why don't you just restore it? And I said, what do you mean just restore it? You said, just restore it, like with the discs. Duh. So I don't know why I didn't think of that because those ass clowns at Geek Squad don't tell you that. They just want to charge you $200 to dump that shit in their hard drives. So – you saved me $850. I'm still going to buy a Macintosh because I'm tired of living in the PC world. But, but that happened. But now you I, can comfortably save up and get it when you're ready rather I, than being forced into feeling every day like, oh, I don't have anything. It was. It was the total fisting without lube. It was bad. So I'm definitely <laughs> excited that I don't have to do that now. Oh, right? my gosh. Yes. Nobody would like that. I'm sorry. That's terribly inappropriate. But you don't know the angst of losing everything, sort of, and I have most of it, sort of, and anyway, so. So the lesson for all of our friends listening is make sure you have backups of your stuff, right? (laughs) Because the backup without lube is bad. (laughs) Yes. And, and... If you think that your computer is kaput, the chances are it's not. It's not. It's not. Yes. No, there's always like a second life. It's Re- got new resurrection. Yes. Reincarnation. Reincar- whatever. Yeah. It's it's possibility. You know. I wish it would reincarnate as a Mac, but whatever. That'll happen soon enough. I know. So. All right. Well, you know, it's funny that today on the podcast we are dipping back in. Once again, to the seven deadly sins. Right. Great conversation. And it's ironic because I can't even remember what my my New Year's resolutions were. <laughs> <laughs> it was only 25 days ago, Jed. That's uh, not a good sign. I, I know. And that, that probably is why this is such an apropos... <laughs> Didn't you resolve to work on your memory? Weren't you going to take some ginkgo or something? I, I, I think I, I recall that. <laughs> I know. What is going on? Well, sloth is today's topic. Yes. So from the biblical standpoint, right. I should say that sloth is not just a matter of being lazy. Everyone thinks, oh, well, sloth is laziness. But when you're listening to this podcast, I want you to think – more of this particular statement. Benjamin Franklin summed it up and he said, excuse me, idle hands are the devil's playground. (laughs) That actually is much more what they're talking about when they refer to as sloth as a deadly sin. They're really talking about how when you are not 
doing the good work that you should be doing, then there's a chance that you might be doing evil. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the Bible says about it. And I agree. I mean, that's their take, right? I agree mm-hmm. that that's their take. Um, I think, I think that for the discussion purposes that we're going to have, we're not only going to talk about that idle hands and that kind of stuff, but just general laziness, which is what I'm equating this sloth, slothenliness to. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel like there's an epidemic of laziness. And I'm not saying I'm not suffering from it a little bit in this whole country. Yeah. I think. I mean, we're going to get there, right? I'm not saying everyone's lazy. I'm just saying that a lot of people are kind of lazy. So. <laughs> well, you know, you think that part of that is that if you give – like what do they say? If you you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. And if you teach a man a fish, he you know eats for a lifetime. Right. Well, there's a little bit of that. Of course. Little, yeah. Of course, the man has to want a fish. Hey, and I don't even like fish, so that's not a good uh, slogan for me to live by. But I know what they're trying to say. Yes, right. Well, and if you're only eating fish on Friday, I guess that's a whole other thing, right? We only eat for once a week. (laughs) There's other deadly sins involved with that one. Yes, but but let's talk about sloth in our current day. Like we know what it means biblically. Like if you're lazy and if you're not doing tending to your crops or if you're not taking care of your business at home, then things are going to falter, right? Right. But don't you think, so now let's move forward 2,012 years in time and realize what we're not doing on a day-to-day basis that's leading to decline overall independently or individually or generically as a society. What do you think about that? Uh, well, um, what we're not doing as a society. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, last night, for instance, right. because we're recording this here in 2012, we just had the uh, State of the Union address. Yes. And the president is talking about the United States as a society, not as Democrats or Republicans and talking about getting people back to work. And that sort of thing, and I, and I do see that. I see that right now. There's so many people out of work, and we have to convince them that even if they take a job that may not be what they had before, it's work. Right. You know. And I think anybody who is out of work right now who doesn't uh, do that doesn't take a job, even if they feel the job is beneath them. Then I think that's a character flaw on their part. Like, I'm not saying that people with doctorate degrees should, you know, start working at McDonald's. That's not what I'm saying. But there is something inherently good about work. And and I think that's important. And I think a lot of people don't get that. Now, I also think that people should take jobs that are relevant to them, jobs that are going to work for them. I, I know that there are there are classifications on what you should do when you're working. So it's not about you should take any job that you get offered. That's not true either. But I do think you and I would both agree that if you've been out of work for a substantial amount of time, and for me a substantial amount of time would be, you know, several months, then yeah, you need to start keeping your options wide, widely opened so you take kind of whatever comes up. And I'm a big believer in the old expression of, you know, it's easier to get a job when you've got a job. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but I've mm-hmm. never been 
I've rarely been offered work when I wasn't already working somewhere else. So sometimes that creates its own dilemma, but it, it works out however it's supposed to work out, right? So uh, having been a person who was laid off during this economic debacle over the last few years, I get it. And I know that had my job search gone on any longer, I would have taken anything and almost regret not you know, doing something desperate. I should have became a bartender then. It would have just been so much better. <laughs> so, yeah. I was let go from three places for tweaking on the job. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I would be highly unemplo- unemployable if I, I was working a bar. <laughs> I had to test it. It's like the chef testing the, test. you know, testing right, the Right, I got to make sauce. sure that the wine is the right age before we serve it to my customers. Come on. What, what do they call it? The sommelier or... Sommelier, yes. I should have done that, right? Although that requires a palate and standards for taste, which I have neither. Uh, Screw caps are fine by me. I don't care about them. I can see it now. You're like this. I need another taste. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yes, I've I've tasted half a bottle. All right. So the next thing I want to want to say, and we'll probably we'll probably touch back on that. But all right, going back to your State of the Union stuff, okay. Mm I just read something, and when I when you Google sloth, of course, you get pictures of three-toed animals, right? So you got to get through all that stuff and get to the other stuff. And one of the things that I liked was a saying that said, in the same way what we do determines who we are, what we don't do also determines who we are. And so the things that we don't do based on our slothenliness – is that a word? Or yeah. laziness yeah. Um, are important, right? Mm-hmm. So – if people don't watch the speech or if people don't read the paper or if people don't try to stay informed some way via the online paper, maybe isn't the most relevant thing, but, but stay aware of current events. I think that's a laziness thing. And I think it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I think people need to know what's going on. I think that is intrinsically part of being a responsible citizen. Well, I don't see how you can vote if you don't do that. Ruth Buzzy was just, Recently, she was on Twitter, and did you, I don't know if you caught that. She wrote, "You know, any person who gets their uh, political advice from a bumper sticker shouldn't have the right to vote." To vote, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I've met, um, in fact, within the last two months, I've I've heard specifically or seen online comments from young people saying, "I'm not going to vote," and this is voting's ridiculous, and blah blah blah. And I always think. And I know in my heart in 20 years, those people are going to be embarrassed that they said that and that they may feel that way now and they may feel hopeless. These are young people in their 20s, okay? They may feel hopeless about the system, but that whole I'm not going to vote because it's ridiculous attitude is so, so bad and so inherently young. I, I hope they're going to be embarrassed by having said that in 20 years. But, you know, I, I mean I have a lot of military friends on online. Which, yeah. which it's cool because, you know, when you live and once you get out, you everyone goes and they go back to their civilian lives and their uniforms are off and you're doing that. Right. Thing. So you have a chance to really kind of reconnect with those people and find out where they're at. And I have one friend particularly who's actually still on active duty and she got hurt overseas in some sort of accident. I, I don't know the full full story on it. But okay. anyways, she's getting treatment. And I look at that and I go, you know, this person's making major sacrifice. They have to go away from their home and all of this stuff is going on. And just so that we have that right to vote. 
and I know this is a little off the topic, but you know, when you see people, you know, you go to the airport and you see this soldiers come back, or if you go somewhere and you see someone who's an amputee or, you know, obviously wounded and you go, wow, that person, you know, you could say, people can say all they want about, well, that person volunteered and blah, 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 whatever. That's, Really, at the end of the day, it's all bullshit because those people, once you get in, you really un- you fully understand that everything that you do is for the security of the country. Yeah, right. yeah. Not to get on that uh, soapbox, but you know, v- voting is important because of that. I think. Because of that, yes. I, it it shouldn't have to be said, but unfortunately. It has to be said. People need to be reminded. And have I missed elections? Yes. Have I missed uh, specifically some of the city ones that happened like in March? Sometimes I miss those. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? Oh, like, well. I don't know, voting on what day the trash is going to pick up or something municipal. Mm-hmm. I know I've missed stuff like that. So I'm sort of hypocritically talking out of my ass. But I, for the most part, feel like I stay informed, stay involved, say my piece when I can through the ballot box and go you know, go forward there. So, mm-hmm. but, but don't you feel like, and, and let's take it away from the political spectrum, more about what we don't do as individuals is really telling, right? We don't take care of our health. We don't, we just don't. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we were going to talk about what we individually both don't do. I'm willing to lay myself naked out there in the podcast and say, here's what I don't do. So. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you know, I'm supposed to get my cholesterol checked and it's been like over a year and having, and I know that I've got a cholesterol of, you know, super, super high. I mean, every time they go to the blood bank, they put a little golden arch on my blood bag. Right. <laughs> then they, golden they, arch. They just ask people, they say, hey, uh, you want some fast food? <laughs> Judd ate some. Here, have you, here you go. <laughs> So I that's mean, funny, you know. Yeah, but but okay, yeah. I, I think maybe what I'm talking about is this. All right, here's an example. Yeah, I went to the gas station mm-hmm. eight o'clock on Monday morning, getting my gas, getting my whatever lottery ticket. You know, all the standard things that I have to get. Mm-hmm. And there's a gal there, and she's thirty, mm-hmm. pumping gas in her freaking pajamas. Now I know it's eight in the morning. But it's Monday morning at 8 a.m. She's wearing slippers. She's wearing pajamas. I mean, seriously, who does that? Who leaves their house? Isn't that some new trend thing going on now all over the place? Well, I think it is, unfortunately, a trend because of the pajama jeans and this thing called the Forever Lazy. Have you seen that? Which is like the Snuggie, but it's pajama Snuggies, and it has a flap in the ass and you can pee and poo out of it. I mean – if, the, if that is successful, then I think there's a height of laziness in our culture right now that's being accepted that I'm not okay with. So. I, I agree that there is a level of laziness that's overly accepted. The, the Snuggie should have been banned from TV. <laughs> Although, you, you've heard what they call TLC, right? No. The abbreviation, right? It, it used yeah. to be called the Learning Channel. Okay. It, and now it's the Loser Channel. Oh. <laughs> So, so those of you who like uh, shows like you know my fifteen million kids oh. and how I bred them. Those like, people aren't lazy. That's for damn sure. They're busy all the time. Yeah, <laughs> on their book deals and tours. <laughs> you know, well, you know, hoarders. 
<laughs> right. Well, Hoarders is on A and E or whatever, right? No, I think it's. A, it's well, I don't know. No, Ho- Hoarders specifically, I know because I watched that one. <laughs> hey, <now>. hey. <laughs> because I want to feel good about my housekeeping skills, I watch Hoarders, and I feel oh. instantly better about the state of my home. Really, so. I, I just get scared. I want to crawl in a corner and die when I see hoarders. I'm like, oh my god, how could anybody let that happen? <laughs> and that is the ultimate, probably example or illustration of laziness, right? Like those people don't do a gosh damn thing around their house. Now it's laziness that's now merged into mental illness. I mean, hoarding is a mental illness. It, it's 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 bizarre uh, how I'm, people. I'm looking at my desk right now, and I can barely see the top of it, but I will. <laughs> I will after this podcast. <laughs> and the difference is you could take 10 minutes and clean off your desk. Yes. And for a hoarder, they couldn't – that – the idea of throwing anything away or misplacing something that they need that they don't know that they even need because they couldn't find it if they wanted it. But those are unsettling thoughts for them. They just shut down when that stuff happens. So – and, you know, living on the fringe of mental illness like I do, <laughs> I think I understand. <laughs> but they – um but the hoarders, you, you think, okay, how hard is it to throw away your McDonald's cup or your whatever cup? Oh, it's like trash. They they yeah, actually they literally, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dumpsters and dumpsters full once the people finally get in there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so those are extreme, extreme cases that may have started with a little bit of laziness and then developed into mental illness. The half of a cheeseburger from 1922 is still yeah. good. Still good. Yeah, they get – they get violently upset when you try to throw that stuff away, and it's trash. I don't understand. Somebody's going to eat it. I promise you. <laughs> I'm saving it. Yes, I'm saving it for something. And it has to come from – a lot of these people have suffered loss, loss of family members or children or or loss of their own things. Like I'm always afraid I'm going to turn my kids into hoarders because a lot of them get interviewed and say that my mom used to come in and clean my room and throw away all my stuff. And and that and so now they hang on to everything because they don't like having their stuff taken away without their knowledge. Oh, is so that I right? always feel I love to clean my kids' room because I love to get rid of all their crap. <laughs> I think, oh no, now I'm creating hoarders because I don't give them a say in what stays or what goes. I just throw out what I think is crap. So well, if they don't think it's crap, we may have created hoarders. But oh well. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how much stuff my mom threw out. Well, oh. that's another story about why are they so lazy that they're not cleaning their own rooms to begin with. Oh, we've been told. Yes. <laughs> we were told. <laughs> you, you clean it up or I'm cleaning it up. Or I'm cleaning it up. Exactly. Right. It's gone right. forever. <laughs> All right. So one other take I want to – and we're kind of going off the wall here because it's been an off the wall kind of day. Mm-hmm. But so sloth kind of means – not making it a priority to do what we should or change, right? And what we should change in ourselves. But sometimes that vice of sloth is almost a virtue because we all know people who kind of move at a slower pace and they don't make a lot of quick decisions or snap decisions or spontaneous eruptions of any kind. And they're actually nice people to be around. Like they're calming and and we might describe them as serene or uh, yeah, keeping their level heads. people are not lazy. There's a difference. Okay, well, the things that I was reading was talking about how that vice of sloth could be a virtue in disguise in that people are a little slower to move, and that's okay because 
they're open-minded. They're keeping their level head. I, I appreciate that part of it. I think the sloth is when you purposely just completely ignore what needs to be done. You just say, I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Nothing, because this is the other thing I like. Hard work pays off in the future, but laziness pays off now. <laughs> so <laughs> well, so let, lazing around is fun right now. Let me tell you, when, when you have a task to do, and it's your job to do, how quick are you to go look for help? Do you try to figure it out and flail about? Or, oh, are, you, or are you just, are you a, you know what, fuck it. Somebody else, just do this because I can't figure it out. Wow. Um, I, I don't throw my hands up at many things. And I definitely plow into stuff to try to get things done. I, I can think of endeavors where I've, been slower to act, but for the most part, I don't think that I would be slow, especially about a job, a work situation. If somebody from work said you need to get this done, then I better get it done because they're paying me to do it, right? Well, I find at my job that people will throw their hands up and go, because huh? it's there's a, a term for it. It's a str- like strategic incompetence is what they call it. We're, <laughs> Where, where you basically say, I'm not going to learn how to do stuff because other people will do it if I just say I don't know. Wow, that's interesting. And I think that that's pretty the basis of the company that I work for, strategic <laughs> incompetence. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Have you heard this? And people are rewarded sometimes for that. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Now that I'm thinking back over work situations and and things, not even this current job, but other jobs I've had where people are definitely, um, they use that to their advantage to say, oh, I don't know how to do this. And then they just don't do it. And then we're all stuck dealing with the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just looking that up there. Strategic incompetence. It's a, a, it not having a strategy that fails but a failure that succeeds. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, God. That's a bumper sticker for you, right? Uh-huh. Interesting. So uh, I, I know I've heard about this and that there's managers who that's how they make it, uh, you know, make a career out of not being, not doing anything. And, and that's another thing. You, when you have management structures that just don't, that they delegate so much out and they aren't even doing anything. And they make more than you, and they're responsible. They're not even making decisions. Right. Well, t- Teresa, what do you think? Sounds good to me. <laughs> and they just, yeah, continue to be the high earner and carry on. And meanwhile, the rest of us do everything, and they don't do anything. I'll bring your idea up to my manager, uh, the right. senior super manager president person, and I'll take credit for it. And I'll take credit. For, that's the worst part, huh? Thank you. Well, you work really hard on that, and I'll sit here and drink a cup of coffee or go out for my, you know, my <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you working for? The man from the Monopoly game? It sounds like your character has a, mon- a monocle on. It, 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 and, you it know. does. You know, that's, that's, a, that's the whole thing, making all that money. And, all right. So then let's go down this road then. This was just one of the pictures or the images for Sloth that I saw, uh-huh. and it was a sign outside of the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Now, I don't know where the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church is. I'm sure there's lots of Mount Pleasants in the United States. Uh-huh. I'm going to assume um, – it sounded like something from 
Mayberry or from Andy Griffith, but anyway. Well, they were from Mount Pilot. Anyway, Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. The sign out front, their little marquee, mm-hmm. said laziness and poverty are cousins. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. to me, that sounds – the picture was of a church marquee in a rural area. It didn't look like it was you know, downtown Chicago, that's for sure. So to me, it would seem like the judgment there is a little harsh. Now, having said that, I do feel like we said earlier, if you're not willing to work in a capacity because you deem it below you or whatever, and there are ranges that are acceptable there, um, then you will be stuck with a life of poverty, right? I mean, it's not horribly judgmental at that point. It it goes back to the biblical um, description of what sloth is. Because that's that's what they're getting, that's what they're getting at. It, and what's his name? Kane got so much applause at one of the debates early on before he dropped out mm-hmm. about how if you don't have a job and you don't have money right now, mm-hmm. it's your own fault. And and he was harsh and wrong to say that, but I think the theme of that is a little true, right? Like if you don't. Like, this is America and this land of opportunity. I'm not saying that it's equal for everybody, even though it's supposed to be. But there is a little bit of truth there that you could, you know, find something or you can do something. Everyone can do something good, even if it's volunteer work, that leads to eventual, I don't want to say prosperity, because prosperity means, connotates richness. And I'm not saying that. But sufficient living, I guess, maybe is what I'm trying to say. Well, this is what... The, the biblical reference talks about it. it basically says that a, a person who's lazy will overestimate the difficulty of getting a job or working and uh, and because uh, they'll because of that they'll refuse whatever opportunity comes their way and even though any other person would want to do it and then let's see here and and that will in turn because they don't have a job create poverty. Right. Yeah. So it says the lazy person will share his fate with, with talkative persons, with dreamers that watch the wind or regard the clouds and those who chase fantasies or follow worthless pursuits. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh, all I heard we're, was talkative. That, I, I know. Like we're, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we, we have our day jobs, but we're still going to fantasize about uh, talking. I was going to say, yeah. talkative per- people. I can- talk my way through most fantasies <laughs> well, the biblical people didn't realize that good communication skills actually they did know that good communication skills are very important they were able to communicate religion all over the world so all over yes so kiss our tush <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about laziness in the physical fitness realm mm-hmm. okay so you know the president has a standard on fitness for kids right yeah there's a, everybody in fifth grade has to take this president's fitness challenge. Did you know that there's an adult standard for the president's no. fitness test? Really? There is. Can you take it? Yes, and you should. I, I would encourage everyone to take it because if you can't do it, mm-hmm. and the, you, know, you need to walk a mile or run 1.5 miles. Really? And then um, determine your heart rate. So your heart rate has to be within an acceptable range once you're done with those endeavors. And then the muscular strength test or endurance test involves sit-ups for one minute, 
and push-ups to exhaustion. So how many of those you can do in that time or how many till you're tired. Um, the flexibility test is simply sitting on your butt with your legs out in front of you and reaching your toes. Can you reach your toes? Really? And I don't think I can, but it's <laughs> just me. Well, you know what? This is sounding very similar to the Navy's physical fitness challenge. Well, it makes sense, right? That it would be sort of – there has to be a standard. I'm not saying everybody has to excel in everything, but you should – I mean, if you're at least the, the least amount able-bodied, you should be able to walk a mile, right? Like, it's 5,280 feet. It's not that far, right? Well, let's see. see you're right. There's five activities. Yeah. And then the body composition is the last thing, and that's your BMI. Now, this is the one, the body mass index, uh -huh. and this is the one that actually I have a problem with for two reasons. One, because my BMI is still over what the quote-unquote legal limit is for obesity, which kills me. And um, two, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who had or have big, dense, muscular structure in their body – over rank on the BMI scale too. And so Schwarzenegger at his Mr. Universe height and weight would be deemed morbidly obese by the BMI chart. So that chart I think needs to be replaced with something else. Uh, even if it's just body fat composition, something like that. that that's what those the are Navy, harder to measure. The, the Navy does body fat. So, right. Yeah. So the body mass index chart I think is fouled. But the idea is still good, right? That if you're a certain height, mm -hmm. your weight your waist circumference should be a certain amount and your body mass index should be below 25 or below, I believe is what it is. So, and mine's not, but <laughs> it's close. <laughs> and for every pound, excuse me, for every number you're above 25, mm -hmm. it's four to six pounds that you have to lose. Man. Yeah. Tell me about it, right? I'm going to be. Before I started my giant diet, I was BMI 36. Yeah. And so I have to get to 25. So, yeah. So that was 44 to 66 pounds I'd have to lose. So I, I'm still losing weight. But still, that's a lot, right? I'm not that oh. big. So oh, anyway, not at all. I think, I think the laziness thing and, and things like segues and stuff like that kind of bum me out. And Segways. <laughs> And I say that because I was at a seminar on Saturday and there was a guy on a Segway. And I'm like, really? Do you really need a Segway? And maybe he does. Maybe I'm make, making a horrible at, judgment. At least he was standing. True. I mean, think about those people who go – I have seen too, too many people in those damn – you know, in you go to Walmart. and the, It's you, the getabouts. Yes. Whatever the heck it is. It, I, I swear it's, it's the movie Wally. It is. It totally is. And and we're not supposed to say that out loud because it's not nice. But what? come on, it is. You mean it, we're not? Yes, we are allowed to say that. Get Aren't the, we supposed to judge a little bit? We're supposed to say, you know, what kind of uh, role model are you for anybody? Right. It, and, and, you know, it was, I was watching or reading the news and I guess talk about role models. Right. I, I, I hate to bring her back up again, but oh no, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Oh no! But uh, all of her, all of her friends are not supporting uh, supporting that lady. Good old Paula Dean, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like she she brought that part on herself. I think people would have accepted her with open arms and her diabetes diagnosis if she wasn't 
crying about that and then on the other hand holding a bottle of her new meds that she's promoting. They, they, so. said, they said that she was shocked and that that nobody is supporting her, making statements in any direction. They're, it's just kind of like they're stepping away. They, <laughs> yeah. I guess you learn who your friends are, right? Yeah, I guess you do. But uh, she doesn't seem to be the general public's friend because – because her motives seem a little questionable to me. Yeah, but she did. I, yeah, but it goes back to that. You know, she promoting a sloth of slovenly lifestyle. Yes. Eat, eat good food. Hang out. You know. And, yes. If she was 105 pounds and cooked like that, and then went and ran a half marathon while her cakes were baking or something, then maybe she'd have a little more every, legitimacy. I don't know. Every day can't be Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sorry. Trust me, I know. <laughs> as much as we would love it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. It, and I think it, for not trying to sound judgmental about people who are overweight, I get that. I'm not saying that overweight people are inherently lazy. I do understand there are physiological things that cause weight gain. And I'm we're not, overweight. Uh, I mean, I'm overweight. I already know. So I agree right. with you. That That's not the what – we're talking about by any But stretch. I think the impetus to get healthier, regardless of if you ever lose a pound, is important. And I think you can learn to walk a mile and you may not lose any weight in learning to do that and training your body to do that because you should be able to just do that. I just think it's not hard. I think what? civilization wouldn't have thrived for thousands of years if people didn't learn how to adapt and, and get stronger. What, what's the saying about a – uh, something about a, a walk, the, the the march of a thousand miles begins with the first step or whatever. One step, right? right? Yeah, Something exactly. like that. So if, if you're not willing to take the first step, then you're a sloth. Right. Then you are. And, and it isn't, it's not, uh, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. Well, well, it, it could be bad. I mean, if it hurts your heart. Because now you've uh, not done some things to you know, keep yourself alive. True. Because you said, True. you know, if you throw in the towel and say, fuck it, you know. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I, you know what? Just, you know, I, 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 where's the closest delivery McDonald's? Because I'm not even going to get in my car to go get the food. You know? Okay, speaking of delivery McDonald's, are you part of that whole test thing? Is it in Florida where Burger King is going to now deliver to people? What? I was making that up. Yes, now they're going to have Burger King delivery. <laughs> the ultimate, the ultimate in, uh, in 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 slovenliness. In slovenliness, like oh you're going to have your Burger King. You can't even sit in your car and drive through the drive-through. Now you're so lazy, you have to have brought to your door. I just, wow. I don't know. And I know that technology and we, convenience go hand in hand with laziness, we, right? We and I love it. We don't cook it. We just right. we just throw cash on the table that we got from the government. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think you can swipe your EBT card there too. I'm speaking in such horrible generalities today. It's terrible. I sound like the worst, uh, you know, right wing nut job. But but you right wing nut job. I am. I'm just a. I don't know what I am today, but I'm excited <laughs> about my computer and I can't think straight. So. Uh, no, but seriously, I mean. Who does that? <laughs> In fact, I, I will admit we had we had pizza uh, pizza the other night from well, Domino's. Okay, that was my next question for you. But I went and got it. 
Did you avoid the Noid? What the hell slogan is that? Avoid the Noid well, Domino. That was back when we in the eighties when we were I in know. high school. They brought them down. That's how horrible it was. I remember it. Um, okay, so but pizza delivery is socially acceptable. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's different, but it is. Mm. And if you lived in New York City, you could have almost anything delivered to your house. Chinese, Thai, you know, you can have movies, everything gets delivered. So, okay, I understand. But Burger King or fast food, it just seems a little, I don't know, over mm. the top. Yeah. No, it is over the top. It, and, so, and, and, the, and I think the reason it's over the top is because – it's a $5 bag of food. I mean, right. let's face it. When people buy pizza, they don't order a $5 pizza. They order, you know, a 10 to $12 pizza and maybe they get some side stuff with it. Or right. they order multiple pizzas, two or three pizzas. Depending right. On, you know, and so it's generally a 20 to $30 order. Right, it's a little different than the four ninety nine number one value meal or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Just, can you just bring me a happy meal? <laughs> I want an apple pie or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> delivery. Sorry. Yeah, a couple <laughs> apple pies. Damn it! Now I'm hungry. Why did we have this conversation? <laughs> did um, did okay, you hear so that, I, Heidi? <laughs> we're all going to McDonald's after this, Heidi. She's got a birthday coming up this week. Does so. she? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. No we take the vegan for her birthday. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's my, it, actually it's my cousin Molly's birthday. Happy birthday, Molly! <laughs> oh, I saw that on Twitter today. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what are you lazy about? What am I lazy about? Well, I did talk about the the, the fact of going to the doctor, kind of putting that off. Um, I am not a housework kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sure much to the pleasure of your wife, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I mean, I do stuff, but, you know, when you're in, the, been in the Navy for as long as I was, and when you're on the submarine and every Saturday it was, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, clean up the sub. <laughs> okay. And, you know, it kind of like, and the field day wasn't like, get it clean, guys, so we can go back to bed. It's, okay, everybody, four hours, commence, field day. That's what mm. they call cleaning, okay. is field day. And so you'd just be up, and you'd clean, and you'd just clean. And when 11 o'clock hit, you knew you were done. So it was like from 8 to, what is it, 8 to 11? Or no, mm -hmm. 7 to 11, whatever it was. And it was just like a monotony, and you had to go get, you know, all the paper towels and all this kind of stuff. And you just felt like, it's clean enough, come on. Let, let it go. It's clean enough. <laughs> How much cleaner does it? Have? You sound like my children. It's fine, mom. Yeah. Well, well, you know, there was this this great joke. It's like you know, if you sent a submarine to sea with uh, all enlisted guys, it would come back, but it would come back dirty. If you sent a submarine to sea with all officers, it just wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Yeah, the enlisted guys can get it done. That's Not right. We'll get it done. You know that we know what the priorities are. <laughs> All right. So you don't love to clean, and you're dilly dallying about going to the doctor. Anything yeah. else? What, what else that I'm lazy about? See, that's the whole thing. What am I lazy about? I, you know, I think other things that make you learn to be lazy is if whenever they put time on things, and I think that goes back to the the deal about the cleaning the ship 
Okay. If someone said to you, uh, we have to get it done within this shift, I don't care how long it takes. If it, if it takes you an hour, then fine. If it takes you three hours, then it takes you three hours. Okay. So I think that part of laziness is that when you say that you will take eight hours to accomplish this task, then you will... You probably will, right? You will take eight hours. Yeah. Especially, like, like union guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was a union guy for five years. I worked right. for the IAM. And uh, we were paid by the hour. There was, right. There was no incentive for us to do a job faster, better, cheaper. Right. Our incentive was to hang out for eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. And if we accomplish something in that eight hours, even better. <laughs> and don't you think, but don't you think even as a union employee, if they just said to you, you're going to get paid for eight hours, or if you can get it done to the competent standard in six hours, then you'll get this bonus or you get this thing or what? I think there's ways to make that work well, they for won't. the labor side and the management side. That's because they don't want to come together about it. Of course not. I, but, that's the problem with the whole country. Everything's polarized. It, but yeah, it I mean, nice if, to if, be they, told me, the if they told me I was going to get paid my eight hours, it, no matter whether I got the job done or not, and we could go home after the job was done, I got it done quicker. You'd have been done quicker, right? Would, yeah. Or, or, no, I think. Or even more, I would figure out ways to make things more efficient so I yes. could get it done quicker. Yes. You know? And, and, that, and also the key part of that is get it done, not haphazard slipshod it, which unfortunately there's a lot of people that would do that too. So you have to really have a standard of how it's going to get done. But yeah, it would get done. So People's time is a motivator. It right? Is. I mean, if it's, you can reclaim your time, someone give you time. Invaluable. How, how do you pay? I mean, we pay for people's time. But realistically, if you have if you have a captured audience, such as an employer-employee relationship, you know, I just need you there for the time. I, right. You know, I don't care what you do. Answer, right. You answer the phone. That's your job. Right. You know? <laughs> All right. So any other laziness thing that you have? Hmm, what other laziness other than wanting to do house? Because I have a really ridiculous one. Laziness. Maybe you'll key off something that'll make me think about. Okay, laziness. I don't. I I don't hard. Let's say, let's start over again. Okay, now it's a little bit different because of my pedometer and I have to do steps. Mm-hmm. But I never, ever put the cart back in the little corral at the grocery store. That that's the ultimate laziness that I leave it in the parking lot and it could roll away and hit somebody's car and my cars have been hit by people not putting them away. But I don't like to walk that 25 feet to wherever the next stall is to put the cart away at the grocery store. And I every time I do it, I feel guilty, but I never do. Why don't you just take the thing and put it in the back of the car? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's it. The, the, the baskets. I'm dang it. <laughs> I love those baskets, and See, I almost How much more took convenient one. is that? <laughs> oh, I should have never divulged that on this show. But yes, I do love to steal baskets from stores, but not shopping carts because a they're a pain in the ass to get rid of once you have one. Don't ask me how I know. And B, they all have those mechanisms on them now. If you take them out of the parking lot, the wheels lock down on them. What? Do yours have that? No. Yes, that's a thing here. If you push them out of the parking lot, there's like a little low jack on them, and this little guard comes down and locks the wheels so you can't roll them anywhere. Really? Wow. Yeah. So that, what, what are the homeless going to do in this world? Well, some of them still, I don't know how they jerry-rig it or get around it, but they do. So, yeah. 
but they go to. I never return the cart to the thing. And to me, that's the height of laziness. And I'm, I'm generally not a lazy person. I'm, you know. Do they have carry-out service anywhere in Southern California? Yeah, people will help you out with your groceries. Yes. Yeah? Do they? Yeah. Because yeah. they that's kind of like a standard here in Florida for a number oh, of yeah. grocery stores. And uh, one of the nice things is that you really see them out there pulling the carts back in the store. Right. Well, this is my justification. Oh, and the other thing I'm lazy about, too, is I don't pick up my trash at the movie theater. Oh. I don't uh, always do that. See, I, I don't always I'm do that. always doing that. And so, and, and I know, I, sometimes I do, but a lot of times I don't. And then my justification is it's job security for the ushers who have to come in and clean <laughs> and for the cart people who have to go get the carts. So I, well, I feel like I'm doing messy. my part. I'm a job creator. That's what I am when I leave my stuff around. Well, see, that's the kind of job creating business that they should be talking about in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own version of a corporate fat cat job creator. By leaving my grocery cart and my popcorn tub in the aisle. So see now, I didn't translate the slothing slovenliness to job creation. <laughs> see, it all goes. It's a full circle. Whatever you don't do, at least three or four other people might have to be hired to do. Right. <laughs> in different locations. Yes. Right. So, yeah. so the, that's my biggest thing. I and I, it's funny because I winced at the lady in her. Um, in her pajamas at the gas station and, you know, looked down my nose at her. And I'm sure people sitting next to me at the movie theater are leaving, looking down their nose at me for leaving my Milk Duds wrapper on the ground. But, oh, well. But you know what? If she had gone there in a bikini, what if you thought she was lazy or just trying to pick somebody <laughs> up? <laughs> if, she'd been there, if she'd have been there in a bikini, I would have had a whole different opinion about her. Uh-huh. But uh, I, yeah. I, In Florida, you do see that. <laughs> well, I'm sure. And, and, yes, you see that here. During the summer at the beach or whatever. And then, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You're in a beach area. But pajamas? I don't know. Pajamas. I don't know. Hmm. Although a doctor in scrubs, that's almost like pajamas. And for whatever reason, that's not considered. Yeah, I mean, that's what they wear. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe she was a professional pajama party lady. <laughs> you no, know, because she had bed head and everything still. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. Well, now, why didn't you get a picture of that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's maybe what I'll do. I'll look for laziness things and I'll take pictures of it. So. That, that's what we need to do. And if you guys out there have pictures of people being lazy, <laughs> post them, send them, tag them. Tag them. Tag them. Tag him with TJ Talks, pound sign TJ Talks or something like that. I don't know how. If you're on Twitter, pound, pound TJ Talks. Uh, that'd be great. So. All right. Well, do we need to wrap this show up? I think we do. Okay. I, I, I can't think of any other thing that I'm, I'm too lazy to think of. I know. Anything. I'm too lazy to come up with something else to talk about. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, Anyways, um, I think we really covered it uh, from the beginning to end. And so, for TJ Talks, I'm Chad. And I'm Teresa. And uh, we'll not be so lazy and come up with something even more exciting next time. We're out of here. Talk to you later.
It was. It was the total fisting without lube. It was bad. So I'm definitely excited. 